Hello, and uh, welcome to the Abrow Podcast. Uh, look, we've got a... Uh, on my own, uh, just for this little intro, uh, for this week we've got a, one of the special... We're unlocking a Patreon episode for all you uh, plebs that aren't supporting us. Uh, this I think this is personally probably one of me and Muzz's favourite episodes. Just about... Uh, some good tangents, uh, but I won't waste too much of your time, and I'll just leave you to it, so please enjoy this Patreon episode, uh, remember that if you do want to listen, we do, we've got a few more of these if you want to listen, fucking straight in, sign up, give us, give us your money, alright, uh, <laughs> here you go, thank you, and of, obviously, of course, uh, Abra, 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 Abra. Guess he's here again. Abra, he's back. Jamie's back. This is becoming a regular thing. You showing up? Uh yeah, it is. It is. I'm back for real. I'm back for real, guys. I won't disappear again. Thanks, thanks, Jamie. Good to hear. It's good to hear. How you going? Welcome to the Abra podcast. Welcome. What have you been doing all week? Oh, it's been a long week. This one hasn't. Yeah, it? What was the? I haven't seen you since. We I feel, feel last like episode. it's been a whole week. Since the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right, let's just be open. We're recording this back-to-back. <laughs> yeah, it's a back-to-back one. So, Matt, Matt said he's run out of pieces, but luckily I, I actually give a shit about the listeners, so <laughs> I've prepared so much. Did you know that medieval scribes would frequently scribble complaints in the margins of books as they copied them, and so their work was so tedious? Recorded complaints range from, as the harbour is welcome to the sailor, so is the last line to the scribe, and oh my hand, and a curse on thee, O pen. That's Th- from that medieval group I'm in. Is that true? No. Oh, I mean, what, the fact? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's true. Wait, so then what part were you saying wasn't true when I said, when the fact that it was from the medieval group? Perhaps not. <laughs> it's on my, my website that I get all my Speaking of do 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 some schools in China now have uniforms with tracking devices in them. It's done to monitor attendance. If students try to leave during school hours an alarm will go off. In the clothes. I mean it's pretty easy to track students anyway these days. Yeah, I, you would have to imagine, especially in a place like China. Yeah. Actually I was talking to a teacher recently and when our lockdown happened and um well, like, school was on Zoom and shit. It was like a legal nightmare for a lot of Catholic schools, so they just put a blanket ban on Zoom. Well, all girls' schools particularly, just a blanket, nah, not happening. Because you've got, like, you know, elderly male teachers and young girls' yeah, bedrooms right. and shit. So, yeah. So, a lot of it was done on email. Well, n- almost all of it. Uh, it was year 10 and below, that is. Yeah. Interesting. Done eh? via email? Yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of that, that meme I put up a few weeks ago on the story... And Bill Burr's in an interview, and he made a bunch of priest jokes. He went, do you think you took it too far with all the the Catholic jokes? He went, don't you think the Catholic Church took it too far? (laughs) Yeah. Because they raped. (laughs) No. Look at... (laughs) Looks like the return of the radical left. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't want this to be a common bit. I know what's true. Um, Here's a good one. Pole sitting was a fad in the 20s. It involves sitting atop a pole, commonly a flagpole, for an extended period of time, trying to beat another's record. Yeah. Continued until the Great Depression, where it most till it mostly died out. 
What is this? Flagpole sitters. Yeah, he's sitting on a pole. Oh, sorry. <laughs> dildos. No, no, it's pole sitting. <laughs> Imagine if it was about like dildos when they were just invented. Oh, yeah. Oh, but dildos have come back. Widely? I don't know. Johnny? <laughs> you got a dildo, you tell us. Um, not, I'm not sure, sorry. <laughs> got it. Uh, speaking of flags, the USS Kid is the only... Ah, oh, it's a boring fact. Fuck that. The first public phone call made from an iPhone was made by Steve Jobs. He called a Starbucks, Starbucks and ordered 4,000 lattes and then said, just kidding, and hung up. What that a <laughs> What a what? What a prankster. <laughs> um, <laughs> Steve Jobs did that. <laughs> what? Uh, He's the guy who started Prank Patrol, didn't he? Steve Jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah not the iPhone. Him. No, no, everyone remembers the iPhone, but not the real legacy he left. You just got punked. <laughs> What's another... It's it's a bit more entertaining than the Graham Bell one. What is it? Houston, come quick. No, you're not listening, are you? I'm, I've pu- I got a bit. Oh, you got a bit? Okay, yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> All right, now I've got a bit. Mac has got a bit. All right. But so these are actually pretty interesting. Okay, There's go. a mountain in British Columbia in Canada called Tolkien Peak and the nearby mountains, Mount Aragon, Mount Gandalf, Mount Shadow Fox. Oh, yeah. Shadow Fox. They were named uh, when the first ascents were there looking at them. They just read the books when they were bored on the on the trip. Oh yeah, it's a Harry Potter reference, right? Abra. Yeah. No, Lord of the Rings. Oh really? Oh uh, really? All <laughs> oh, right, sorry. All right, so this is. Uh, oh no, this is a good one. Oh, though. <laughs> William Higginbotham, the man who made the world's first video game. Did you know that? Is it Pong? Huh? No, is it Pong? What was the world's first video game? Look that up. Well, actually, Jamie, you type that up. I've got a microphone in my hand. What are you here for? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was. Pong. So I did know that, yeah. Yeah. Um, was also on the team that made the first nuclear bomb. Oh, that's <laughs> quite interesting, yeah, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Do any more? These are cool, man. Uh, <laughs> all right. Yeah, keep going. Pyramids were not just built in ancient Egypt. We've never mentioned ancient Egypt on this podcast, have we? I mean, we, we I think we talk this exact same bit. You get pyramids everywhere in like <laughs> yeah, Mexico. No, I'm just saying, I talk about fucking ancient Egypt all the time. Yeah, no, I um, <laughs> They were, weren't just built in ancient Egypt, but also in ancient kingdom of Kush in modern day Sudan, which is right next to Egypt. And it basically was Egypt up until about, you know, second millennium AD. However, an Italian treasure... You tell them. <laughs> I will. I they're listening. However, after an Italian treasure hunter obtained permission to perform excavations, he blew up 40 pyramids with explosives looking for treasures and destroyed them. What an arsehole. That seems like a pretty good way to fuck the treasures up, too, you would have to imagine. He <laughs> 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 thinks so. Um, nah, it's boring. Okay, it's so... The Hubble telescope. Come on, I will find a good one. Alright, in the 80s, teenagers in New York would jam the token turnstiles for the subway and suck out the tokens with their mouths so they could use them later. <laughs> Fuck. To combat this, employ- employees sprinkled chili powder what? on the slots to see if they noticed anyone with red lips to find out who was taking all the money. There you go. <laughs> okay, that was a good one. All right, I'm going to end on a high. I'm out. Your turn. All Give right. me a piece. So uh, this one is about the... Oh, shit. We're not recording. No, nah, I'm fucking with you. We're recording. Oh, now. yeah. This bit's uh, funnier every week you do that. <laughs> uh... <laughs> So this is the uh, the history of the Amsterdam Ale Riots. (laughs) God. Are you done? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
Amsterdam <laughs> Ale, right? Actually, just <laughs> I did that once to Lee Walk in school, and then he yelled. I was doing like, yeah, because he did something stupid, and then he yells out with the teacher there. Murray, why are you making fun of disabled people? And I got in heaps of fucking trouble. <laughs> yeah, great anyway. story. Yeah, thanks. I'm glad you I tell great it. stories here. It's, it's the crowd. It's you. Tough crowd it is. Uh, so, back in Amsterdam, there was this competition called... A uh, famous wait, game wait, 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 wait. Hang on. You, you, you referenced a time and then gave me a place. Back in when, Amsterdam? 1886. Oh, that's more like it. Uh, so th- there was a popular sport known as eel grabbing, where Amsterdam <laughs> there's big long rivers in between. Like it's similar to like uh, a lot of European cities have like canals going through the streets. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's France. more canals in Birmingham than there is in Amsterdam. No, I didn't. And Venice. Oh wow! <laughs> Combined. That's actually. That's bullshit. There, no, no, no. It? Amsterdam and Venice have uh, less canals combined than Birmingham. There you go. But yeah. Birmingham's, they got those tiny little... Yeah, anyway. You're basing that on Peaky Blinders. Oh, good one. <laughs> uh, so, Nerd. So, yeah, there's these big canals. So, they used to tie a rope in between two houses on either side of this canal. Yeah. And then tie an eel to that rope. And then people would go down the canal in boats and try and grab the eel. What, were they dead at this point? Because they're out of the uh, water? No, most of the time the eel was alive. Um, it... By the end of the game, most of the time, it's not surviving. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're a bit, bit fucking rough with it. So, on, on the 25th of July, 1886, uh, uh, the, the game gets outlawed because the the rich and elite see it as like, oh, disgusting, they're grabbing eels and <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> yeah, of course. So, um, yeah, the game gets banned. Anyway, it's still happening. Uh, it's still pretty common. So, a large crowd gathered on the 25th of July. Uh, four officers from a nearby police station set out to put a stop to the spe- spectacle. Um, so the poli- one of the policemen goes in, into the house and cuts the rope down. Yeah. Uh, the crowd of people are like, are you fucking kidding? You're I- messing with the eel grabbing? Get out. Uh, so as soon as the police started to exit the house, the spectators just started bashing the shit out of them, like beating them with umbrellas, whatever they had on them. Uh, a few hours into this f- massive riot, full-blown riot, with police using batons, riders throwing rocks, all things like... And this goes in till night. They just... They fucking love their eel-grabbing there. So they, they're bashing cops, basically. Yeah. Oh, right. I'm into this. So, pretty much everyone goes to bed. Next day, they're straight back at it. Yeah. Riders storm the police station and they're like, fuck you guys. Eel grabbing's the best goddamn sport in the world. How dare you? Yeah. The fucking military has to get called in. What? To stop the riders. street in Amsterdam? No, it's pretty much all of Amsterdam at this point riding. Like the lower class because they fucking love their eel grabbing. So, by the end of the day, there was 26 riders dead on the streets with the People rest. People died for this game. Yeah. The rest had to, like, run from it. But, um, yeah, that's that's the story of the Amsterdam eel riot. What the fuck? Yeah, okay. That was actually a decent piece. Thank you. Do you have any more? None on the eel riots. Oh. Oh. Do you want to hear my piece? No, I don't. Okay. Well, that's a wrap. 
Thanks right. for listening. Thanks for shout paying out to 350 for pi- the pickly art and shout pleading out. friends. This, this is this is for our, our Patreon listeners. That's exactly thanks the only two Patreons. <laughs> Thank, thanks all. It's like three dollars a month. We're gonna do secret episodes for you. We're gonna do Zoom calls. But if you want to get in the Patreon, just message us anyway. We'll let you in. The what, money. Well, this is the Patreon episode, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So they would already be in the Patreon <laughs> if they're listening to it. Oh shit. Do 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 Oh shit. <laughs> Alright, let's it's hear like the your, Matrix. Let's now. hear your own bit. Okay. So it's actually ancient Greece. And speaking of games, the Olympic Games was a set of games. Not so much they didn't have eel grabbing in it. They did have running, jumping, catching, poetry grabbing at one point. Poetry, yeah. Theatre, I'm pretty sure it was involved. I think there was a bit of theatre. Yeah. Um here are three bizarre stories from ancient Greece that I found this week. Now, the first one is a throwback to another episode. <laughs> now, there was a time that a dying man was supposedly kept alive for three whole days just by sniffing a loaf of bread. Now, what? This, yeah, so the story goes that a uh, this guy was on his deathbed at the age of 109. Now, let's just Pretty think about where the sun is there. Time. Let's Life expectancy then was at like 45, 50. Let's just say he was that. It's like dog years they counted him. Unless he was, unless they were dog people then. I think, yeah, or that's how they look so Or dog cunts who don't come to our podcast. What do you have to say, Johnny? Um, I'm making a change for the better, you know? <laughs> that's I right. like it. Okay, no, that's yeah. good. We all make mistakes. <laughs> 16 episodes of mistakes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so he was on his deathbed being cared for by his sister. However, his sister was worried that he died during the Thesmorphia Festival, which was an important religious f- festival attended solely by women. Oh, so it's like... How sexist. It's, oh, it's like the Masons, but for chicks. Right. So, supposedly, Dermacritos, who was the the dying old dude, told her to go to the festival, promising that he would survive until the festival was over if she would only if she would place a loaf of fresh bread under his nostrils. Now, Demacrotus's sister did exactly as he did in, as, she, as he was in, she was instructed and went to the festival. And miraculously, Democritos, which is the fourth name I've used for this guy, <laughs> survived three days of the festival solely by sniffing the loaf of bread. And then once the festival was over, he died peacefully in his sister's company and was given a proper funeral. Oh, that's nice. Needless to say, although Demacritus was a real person, the story about his death is... Eh, don't let facts get in the way of a good story. But the throwback, the throwback that I was referring to is that this entire story is from the 3rd AD century, century AD, Greek biographer Diogenes. What? In his book, Lives and Opinions of Eminent Philosophers. And this is about the philosopher Demokritos. <laughs> cool that? There you go. What a throwback. Yeah. So, Diogenes. That was our... What what episode was Diogenes? Let me get that. I don't know, maybe fourth? Uh, yeah. Num- episode four, Diogenes. We talked about who he was. Maka did a pretty good piece on him. It was actually a real good piece. He Thank was you. this guy in ancient Greece. They labelled him the first Yeah, cynic. just redo the piece for him. Well, I'm telling him to go back and listen to episode four. All right. <laughs> anyway, so that's my first weird story out of ancient Greece. The second one 
is about another well-known ancient Greek fella called Pythagoras. Now, afraid of beans, wasn't he? Doesn't he start like a crack religion in, he, in his later no, days? No, he started A, E, C, what is it? C squared equals A squared plus B squared. Yeah, yeah, but then later on he starts, I believe, the cult of Pythagoras. Well, I don't know if he started that. Because uh, he was definitely a real guy. He was around 570 to 495 BC and was a mathematician. Hang on. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the theorem of yeah, Pythagoras. Pythagoras led a cult that worshipped numbers. Holy shit, I didn't know this. Numbers, Pythagoras believed, were the elements behind the entire universe. <laughs> he taught his followers that the world was controlled by mathematical harmonies. Is that that 21 thing you were talking about? Is that you? That the number 21 is like this mystery of the universe that, that physics and people can't come... There's a really weird shit on that. But the number 21... The number 21, like mathematically and all of physics, I think it was the number 21 or 11, it all comes back to that number and it's just one that they can't work out. It's like the power of do the do universe. Do do it, do it might be that cult or it started. Yeah, so, uh, more than that though, these numbers were sacred, almost like God's. The Pythagoreans oh. had sacred numbers. Seven was the number of wisdom, eight the number of justice, and ten was the most sacred number of all. Every part of math was holy. When they solved a new, uh, new mathematical theorem, they would give thanks to the gods by sacrificing an ox. The Greeks thought it was a little freaky. They didn't just call it a philosophy or a religion. They saw it as a cult and a dangerous one as that. Pythagoras scared people. They even burned down his house and chased him out of town. Fearing his mystic command over the, over the sacredness of numbers. Jesus Christ. Well, this is um basically saying that there were a lot of bizarre legends about Pythagoras, but it's actually unclear whether, um, aside from all those stories, whether he actually made any contributions to the field of mathematics whatsoever, and even that if he was, like, and did study mathematics, let alone contributed towards its advancement. Hmm. Now, oh, here we go. But to be sure, mathematics were definitely important to many of Pythagoras' later followers, but there's no solid evidence that he himself had any interest in it. So maybe he was just some whack dude who didn't do no shit about maths. Well, here's another thing. He may have drowned a man for discovering irrational numbers. What? One of Pythagoras' most famous followers was Hippasus. Legend has it that he was the first to prove the existence of an irrational number. I'm not very math savvy, but what's an irrational number? I think it's Jamie, like pull that shit up. There we go. I think it's like numbers that technically shouldn't exist but can. <laughs> Some websites called Math is Fun. <laughs> yeah. So irrational means not rational. Uh, it doesn't have like a ratio. It doesn't have a ratio. So pi is an irrational number. I so don't get what that means. A rational number can be written as a ratio of two. Oh, so a like never-ending number. No, or basically it can't be written as a simple fraction. So it's... So, for example, 0 0.333 repeated like an infinite one. Hmm. No, that's also rational because that can be written as one-third. But some numbers cannot be written as a ratio of two integers. Like pi, which is an infinite thing. Like. So... But uh, it, what the fuck? I don't fucking get so this. So, yeah, Hippasus developed a proof that showed that the square root of 2 was an irrational, never-ending number. 
How uh, did some guy do it like 3,000 years ago? We can't figure that out now. Pythagoras had taught that all numbers could be express, expressed as ratios or, or integers, and Hesus had proven his divine teacher wrong. According to the legend, Hispasis showed proof to Pythagoras while they were on a boat. In response, Pythagoras grabbed Hispasis, wrestled him to the side of the boat, <laughs> and held, held his head underwater until he stopped moving. What the then fuck? Pythagoras threw the lifeless body overboard, turned to the others aboard, and warned them never tell a soul what happened. <laughs> well, someone leaked. That's what we're reading about it. Who's the rat? Was it Pythag himself? Yeah, maybe that's it. <laughs> oh that my god! On tails, but he wanted to let oh. him know, put the th- fear into him. Yeah, right. Well, my piece is pretty boring in comparison because it's just saying how he might not have been a mathematician at all, and his dad was like a farmer. Oh, here we go. <laughs> okay, you got more. Okay, <laughs> he gave up his life to protect fava beans. <coughs> to protect what? Fava beans. F A V A. It's a type of bean. Oh, okay. Yeah. So <laughs> one of path. Uh, Pythagoras Stranger's rules was that his followers were never to touch fava beans. Beans, he taught, took away a piece of the soul. They flatulent, he explained. When that gas came out, it would. <laughs> oh, sorry, no, there's more to that quote. There's just a fucking <laughs> quote mark in the middle. Uh, partake most of the breath of life. Sorry, so when that gas came out, it would partake most of the breath of life. What, so it just smelt real bad? Yeah, I think so. So he said, don't eat, eat beans. these beans. Or eat beans. Uh, it's claimed that he believed beans containing the souls of the dead and told his followers eating fava beans and gnawing on the heads of one's parents are one and the same. And whatting on the heads of one's parents? Gnawing. Gnawing. Chewing. Why would you chew your parents' head? <laughs> oh, okay, no, Greg's given us a demonstration. Now it makes sense. Yeah, so the beans were so sacred to Pythagoreans that in the end Pythagoras gave his own life to protect them. What, the beans? Yeah, according to one story, Pythagoras met his end when a man, furious that he couldn't see Pythagoras's face, burned Pythagoras' house to the ground. Pythagoras <coughs> had to run for his life, but stopped before a field of beans. He would rather die, he declared, than step on a single bean. <laughs> he let the man cut his throat so that the beans could live. What? What? No, that's how he, he died. I think there's many stories about how Pythagoras... Oh, I want to read more of them. But that is one of Go, them. Give me Pyth- Pythagoras' death stories. Uh, in some stories, he gets attacked for trying to overthrow the government. In <laughs> others, he gets burned at a stake. But in nearly every one, Pythagoras meets his end by choosing to give up his own life so that he doesn't have to trample on beans. What? <laughs> what do I never know about this? Um... Said to have been killed by an angry mob, to have been caught up in a war between the Arigantum and the Syrancusans. He's killed by the Syrancusans and burned out of his school and then starved himself to death in Metapontum. Yeah, at least two of the stories include a scene where Pythagoras refused to trample a crop of beans in order to escape. And because of this, he is caught. That's fucking funny. Oh man, nah, Diogenes isn't as cool as this guy. Fucking hell. Oh, well, there you go. You got any? Oh, that was fascinating. All right. Do you want to hear my last ancient Greek story? Yeah. Um, oh, another thing about Pythagoras. There's a story according to the poet Exophanes of Colophon, who lived around the same time. Pythagoras once encountered a man beating his dog and told him to stop because the dog had been a friend in a past life and he recognized him by the sound of his bark. Which Aristotle also writes about him and says Pythagoras had a golden thigh, which he exhibited publicly at the Olympic Games. 
Aristotle also says that when Pythagoras was bitten by a venomous snake, he hit he bit it back and the snake died. <laughs> like <coughs> Chuck Norris facts. Hey, that's legit a Chuck Norris joke. It's making me choke. Um other so- other later sources tell us that he was once seen in two places at once. When he crossed the river Casus, the waters parted for him and the river greeted him by name. <laughs> the river greeted <laughs> the talking him. Talking water. <coughs> hey, you're religious, you believe in this stuff. Tell us. <laughs> Um, it seems to me like he's a Jesus, but for beans. Yeah, the beans. <laughs> yeah, the beans. So but yeah, there's a, there's lots of like like famous people who could uh, like bilocate, be in two places at once, <laughs> allegedly. Like who? Well, he was just played. It. Was it who the fuck we were talking about? <laughs> Pythagoras. <laughs> still. Pythagoras. Joke. Aristotle. He, he was seen being in two places at once. Oh, Len- <laughs> there's more here. Lenin. John Lenin. No, no, no Lenin. Vladimir Lenin. He, he, Vladimir Lenin, like, <coughs> end of his life, got incredibly sick. And people allegedly saw him in his office, like, still working constantly, even though they knew he, he was bedridden. That's like that, um, is it Jim Morrison who died, part of the 27 Club, and then he was, uh, shout out to Fleeting Friends. He wanted the music conspiracies, and here's all I got. He was in the 27 Club, but many witnesses, like, in the hundreds saw him boarding a plane, um, like the day of his death or something, or the day after he died. Mm. <coughs> so, Pythagoras was also given a magic arrow by the priest of Apollo that allowed him to fly. <laughs> he, want, he once persuaded a bull not to eat beans. <laughs> On another occasion, he persuaded a rampaging bear to swear an oath that it would never harm ever any living thing ever again. Yeah. The legend are to believe Pythagoras performs more miracles than Jesus. <laughs> Wow, this is—I have never heard about this. This is, yeah. No, I'm into this. Um, they're yeah, right. So, Johnny did the Red Sea part. I think I'm gonna have to convert after this. <laughs> yeah, we should all Pythag- become God. Pythagoreans. <laughs> yeah, I'm down. I like beans, to be honest. Well, you're not allowed to eat them. I've always had a weird connection to them. Not allowed to eat them to savior them. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'll worship them. Like Jack and the Beanstalk. That's probably where it came from. The magic beans. Yeah, that's probably... Yeah. No, Do you know actually, what? That's no, no, probably it where it came from. Hey. Okay. Jack and... Go. Jack and Beanstalk Pythagoras. Fuck up. Like, there's what no, do you mean? What do, what do you mean? Well, like, everything's inspired from history. Half of fucking Christian traditions are taken from Egypt. Pythagoras and the Beanstalk it was. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Bullshit. Yes. That's absolute nonsense. Yeah. Oh, my God. It is. <laughs> there you go. Fuck okay. off. <laughs> yeah. It is. Pythagoras and the Beanstalk. Science matters. Oh, that's funny as. The black-eyed peas. What? It's all connected. It's <laughs> Hang on. Why are the black-eyed peas in here? Martin Luther once said... Luther... Martin, You know who Martin Luther is? The guy who made the Protestant... Yeah, the... Nailed his fucking list to the door. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, he liked fart jokes. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure we talked about him. Yeah, we've recently. mentioned him before, but in this case, he was being serious. It, was, it became a medieval superstition. Oh, he goes, but I resist the devil, and often it is with a fart that I chase him away. Also, he worshipped beans as well. And it, it came, which beans, came from eh? Pythagoras, his position on beans. Holy shit, this is so interesting. Oh my god! No, I'm fucking. Why are the black-eyed peas in this? Oh, 
actual black eyed peas. Oh. Yeah, right. This is so funny. Oh, okay. Do you want me to do the last one or you got anything else on Pythagoras? Nah. Nah. All right. Let's go. All right. The last cool story I found that came out of ancient Greece was the time a group... Oh, I'll just tell the story. So, this is probably of the three I've told, the last two I've told, this is the one that's historically accurate. Yeah. Or the most accurate. But is equally as strange and amusing. According to Hellenica, uh, which is by the Greek historian Xenophon, which was also the poet who wrote about Pythagoras, in the winter of 379 BC, there was a conspiracy in the city-state of Thebes to overthrow a pro-Spartan oligarchic junta and restore democracy there. Now, the cons- a junta, for our listeners, is a, a military leadership. Yes. Uh, <coughs> so the conspirators were a group of seven exiles led by a named maid named Pelopidas. They snuck into the Theban territory in cold, windy weather under the cover of night, dressed as peasants with their faces muffled, under the pretense of protecting them from the cold. The Spartans stalled Polymarchoi, which means war leaders, Achaeus and Philippus were holding a symposium. Symposium. Which is a banquet. Yeah, a big party. Yeah. So the banquet was organized by their secretary, a man named Philidus. There's so many fucking names here. Who was also... And they're fucking foreign too. Can we get... Yeah, Why yeah. can't they just have good Anglo names yeah, like the know, rest like of us? Jack Bloody and hell. John and Mars and Mako. Just change them from now yeah. on. Let, we right. don't care. Let's change the names. This name named Philidus, which it will say Phil, who all, it was the secretary, uh, <laughs> he was in on the plot. Now, once they were in the city, the conspirators disguised themselves as Hetari, which is known as which high-class prostitutes. They were dressed in full drag with veils to cover their faces. Oh, but kept knives uh, hidden under their dresses. That's fucking good. Yeah, yeah. So after the banqueters were thoroughly intoxicated, bloody radical left. The radical said, drag left. queens can't <laughs> trust them or assassins. I wouldn't. Would you? After the banqueters were thoroughly intoxicated, they began calling for Phil, we'll call it, say Phil, to bring in women and entertain them. Now Phil, according to, uh, accordingly to their demands, led in three of the more feminine-looking conspirators. Um, along with their several other conspirators who were posing as maids. Once the conspirators laid down on the couches beside the oligarchs, they drew their knives, which you remember were hidden in their clothes, and assassinated the men lying with them. Thus, the Spartan oligarchy was overthrown. Um, there's a good depiction of it on like some ancient Greek pottery. You can see, like, a, put the photo up in the Patreon page. Yeah, the boys. And she's like lying next to this dude with a beard. He kind of looks like Rasputin, actually. And she's got a knife. And she looks like she's going to stab him. But, but she's but it's topless, a guy. so there's boobs. So if you want to see boobs... But isn't it a guy? Oh, yeah, shit. Why are there boobs, then? They got the fucking breast implants before. Oh, right, yep. No, they really went for it. No, That's no, it. No, they no, were dedicated to the craft. For the good. Johnny's just clicked on a, uh, a story called Unicorns in the Bible. Um... Which is, uh, I don't know, a pretty good summary of that book, which is... <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Unicorn, the national... Can you hear that motor in your, in your headphones? I, can, I don't know if I'm hearing it in real life. Uh, it's fucking loud. <laughs> There's a giant motor going. Macca's dad's firing up the combi. Um, the unicorn that is the national animal of Scotland. Oh, really? Not yeah. the Loch Ness? 
Not the cannibals no, the that we unicorn. talked about. You great big fat Scottish cunt. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, shout out to Pup because he got that wrong on a radio quiz once. Oh, did he? Yeah. <laughs> what, the, what, what, what did he think it was? Not Loch Ness too. No, I don't know. What the fuck he said. <laughs> I want to know what he said now. All right, Pup, if you're listening, I want to know what he said. Uh, let us know. Um, Clickbait. This article's clickbait. Oh, oh not, not fake not, news. Not fake the entire news. selling of the book too. No, <laughs> moron. We need to get Luca on this on this podcast. Yeah. We'll get him next time. I'll try to convince him. He's being a little scaredy cat. Yeah, the skeptic versus the fundamentalist. The radical left versus the truth. You could say. He's he's afraid you're going to ask him um, provoking questions. If he's afraid <laughs> that I'm going to provoke him through questions. Him, but like, uh, he's afraid that you're gonna uh, um rattle his face. No, no, no. He's gonna uh, afraid you're gonna ask him. You're gonna ask him something that he'll respond to, and it'll be controversial. Mate, we had fucking Echo Church on this podcast. He spread like pro-Trump shit. I, I don't think we could get much more controversial. I agree. I agree. We'll force him. We'll take him by force next episode. I can't. I'm into Tag that. him, bag him, bring him in. No, I'm, no, I'm there with that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We'll hey, do that's that. it. Let's. If, if we can't actually get a guest on, we'll just abduct them. Yeah. Oh, my God. Hang on. There's a, a children's Bible depicting unicorns swimming in a fucking lake of blood. The title is Time for a Bath. The Lord is furious with all the nations and their armies, so he will destroy them, delivering them to slaughter. The dead will be piled on top of the mountains, and the smell of death will come down from the rotting corpses of rivers of their blood flows downhill. The sword of the Lord is filled with blood. The unicorns will be slaughtered with them, and the land will be soaked with their blood and fat. The day of God's vengeance. What the fuck? God hates unicorns. <laughs> that's a good point. Okay, no, no. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I like that. I'm into that. That's fuck. That's a children's book. Uh, a force of good. The church. This <laughs> uh, brings so much warmth to my heart. Remember the time? Wait. Does the Bible and does the church preach against vindiction? What does that word mean? Like, vengeance, uh, revenge. I, I guess so. What the fuck's with Noah's Ark then? He literally, I'm angry, I'm going to kill everyone. Well, those people were being very rude. The, the people that he killed, so... Wouldn't you argue that they deserved it? Did any of them call each other snot face? Potentially. Mm, yeah, I'm kind of on board with this one God now. is genocidal. Yeah, not, <laughs> not just ethnic cleansing. All humans hey. apart from Noah and his mates. Yeah, legit. Mm. Yep. You don't really... You take Old Testament metaphorically more so, don't, 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 don't you? Yeah, yeah, for the most part, yeah. Because it seems that every time I kind of dismantle all the Old Testament stories to someone who's religious, like, oh, well, Old Testament's metaphorical anyway. Uh, but you were already... Or the non-fundamental side of the Old Testament. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I ever took it literally. That's fair. Shout out to Jesus, though. He's a fucking sick cunt. Friend of the pod. Yeah, friend of the pod. Big, big listener, too. And one of our greatest Patreon contributors. <laughs> not through money, not through money, because money's not everything, but through love and faith. Yes. But also, we do expect a 10% time. <laughs> yeah, actually, um, let's start a, a Pentecostal well, regime. Fuck it, let's, let's 10% of your wealth goes to the podcast. <laughs> so 10% of your wealth now goes to this podcast. That's it. For the glory of God and for the greater good. Yeah, we got to spread the fucking word of the Abra. The Abra. 
Yeah. Technically, like... Should we write a book? Get a book out there. Are we the radical left then if we start a cult? No, I feel like... Oh, yeah, well, it's tough. Like, I don't know. Do you... If I'm talking about a cult, I wouldn't really make my cult political. Well, I want to be God. I'm bags in that job. Yeah, I've, I feel like that. Well, we'd be joint gods, but I feel like we're, we're pretty. Fuck that motor's loud. Yeah, we'd be like two sides. We're two. We'd we're stab one each god other in the back. No, no, we're one god, oh, we're one but god. S- split into so two. So Abra's the. All right, so the, are we playing good cop, bad cop here? I feel like you're the god of like not but laughing at classic humor and good <laughs> jokes, and I'm the god, god of, of reason, not using well, good jokes. Good guy, logic. Uh, I, j- I was gonna do the exact same bit, but I'm like, oh no, like I'll be nice to him. <laughs> I don't know, let my guard down a second. He's or going for the jugular. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd, I'd be the god of uh, a good time, and you'd be the god of being a fucking wet towel. All <laughs> oh, right, you Such sound a like a fucking sexual deviant there. That's the god <laughs> of good time. Come and join. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> suitable the bonus for age of fourteen years and the, under. The cult leader is. People want to get with it. <laughs> Fuck. Well, okay. <laughs> okay, then. Yeah. All right. I'm down with that. I mean, that's why every fucking cult leader is a sex pest. Every cult leader? Oh, mo- majority. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, you, you see that movie, um, Bad Times at the El... Oh, old Times at the El Royale? Fucking pretty good movie. It was fucking... Oh, yeah, I didn't see it. Yeah, but no, that was a good movie. It looked really good. Yeah, yeah no, I fucking dig that movie. I'll great. tell you what movie I watched recently that <laughs> yeah. I thought was going to be incredibly shit, and if you haven't seen it, I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah. Overlord. I loved it. I couldn't fucking yeah, believe no, it how good really it was. Good. Yeah, yeah. So, for reference, Overlord was, it's like a Nazi zombie kind of movie, but... They did a it, very good job of making a Nazi zombie movie without it being a Nazi zombie movie. Yeah, no, like, this opening scene was... Such a fucking good war scene. They're in this. The whole plane. movie is very like. No, I oh, felt well, like JJ, I was watching Band of Brothers. Well, JJ Abrams produced it, ah, so it's okay. like a I don't know, like a B grade movie with A grade movie making. It was a fucking good movie, though. I agree. Oh fucking, it's B grade horrors. Go, probably that again, one actually. of the best. I watched that tonight. It's on Netflix, eh? Yeah, it just came on. Fuck yeah, yeah. No, I'm gonna watch that. I watched. Uh, oh, so me and Mac have talked about In Bruges and Seven Psychopaths before. The two movies by Martin McDonough. Mm. I watched the third one that guy's made, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Oh, uh, that's apparently immaculate as well. I didn't realize well, that was him. Well, everyone said it was amazing. It was fucking amazing. But I don't think they've seen Seven Psychopaths and Imbrusion compared it to that. But alone as a movie, it's probably my least favorite of the three. But it's, it's fucking good still. It's really fucking yeah, good. Yeah. Basically, a lady's daughter is raped and burnt alive a year before... And she puts up these billboards, like, pretty much saying, where's the justice, and calls out the sheriff. Mm. Very fucking similar humor to Seven. Like, that guy's Oh, so it's meant to be a comedy. Like, a oh, dark, it's, dark, it's dark comedy. Very yeah, dark yeah. comedy. Kind of like... In Bruges. Yeah. Kind of like In Bruges, but a, well, I suppose like Seven Psychopaths too. Colin I feel Farrell's like Seven like, Psychopaths was a bit lighter, even though it was also, at the same time, a bit yeah, darker. Yeah, a bit dark. No, it's definitely a bit darker than the others. Like, there's these scenes where... It's fucking funny, and she's really cynical and mm. really clever. And then she'll just—they'll just like zoom over the burnt patch where her daughter died, and she's just crying. Yeah, fuck, fuck that. that motor's loud. She did like fucking drag racing or something. That's a good engine. Oh, okay, <laughs> it's fucking loud. Ah, 
What what other movies have you seen? Oh, I've seen some good shit lately. I've been out of movies. Uh, um, what did I watch last week? I'll give a good suggestion of another podcast. I feel like this is a bit. This is new. Our little fucking. What have we been listening to and watching this week? Yeah, yeah. We're not selling. We're not going to sell anyone else's podcast. We're the greatest podcast of all time. I thought. Yeah, but uh, a good fucking like. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily call it, call it, uh, call it horror. Horror. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I wouldn't call it horror, but it's fucking definitely unnerving. I've been listening to this podcast called Unwell. Unwell? It's, yeah, it's about this, like, small, creepy American town. It's fucking... Un- is it real? No. Oh, it's It's pop. fiction. But... Ah, I don't know. I couldn't get well, involved with You would watch a, a fucking fictional TV show. Yeah, I know, but I've, like tried, I've tried to listen to, like, a fucking fictional, um, like, podcast, like a science fiction one, but it was more, like, horror, creepy shit. And, yeah. Like, they have actual actors that do the voices yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I only gave it five minutes, to be fair. So I'm telling you, this one, like, the crazy thing about this one is the fucking sound design. <coughs> like, oh, okay. It's... You don't need to see it to fucking know, like, what's going on. Like, you hear yeah, the house yeah. that they're in. Okay. It's fucking oh, right. really well done. It's unlike, I listen to that Case File True Crime one, and they go through, like, a new case every episode, mm. and it's pretty shit, all the sound mixing. It'd be a lot. And lately, Lewis pointed out, the guy in the Dockers, that it's become very overdramatic. It'll be like, Lindsay opened the door, and her dog was on the stairs. Wearing a blue coat. Yeah. And then it'll have like this do and then Yeah, no, this fucking does it so well. Like oh, okay. it's like think there's literal jump scares but with no visual stimuli at all. Oh shit. Like okay. there there was bits in it where I felt fucking ill. What's it called again? Unwell. Unwell. Alright. No, I, I might listen to that. There's another one I've been listening to. It's called Gossip Mongers. Mm. It is the funniest shit I've ever heard. Basically, these three British comedians read out gossip and rumours that people have sent. And I, I've just been in stitches just listening to it. I can't stop. Like, there was one I heard the other day, and there was a story about this school, and there was this substitute teacher who was a bit of a bit of a weirdo, like, tried to be all friends with the students and yeah. swear and, like... Yeah. Yeah, well, there's a teacher from our school we're thinking of that, that this is kind of similar and got in trouble for conduct a few times with students and it was obviously him trying to be cool. Anyway, rumour was going around that he was on like this live webcam sex site. Anyway, Link gets sent around and he's there on the webcam and basically he was just masturbating in front of the camera. He's, he's on the camera and he said, the guy who wrote, sent him the story went, I can verify this because I saw it happen on the webcam. The guy was saying, oh, what the fuck? I've gone from 10 viewers to 1,200. I'm so glad you like my videos. You know, you think I'm good looking. It gives me confidence. One of the students thought it would be funny to say, oh, we want you to come in your mouth and eat it. So he jerked off in front of 1,200 predominantly students and ate his own jizz. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, his teaching license was revoked, revoked soon after. It didn't take long for it to get, get rid of it. Fuck's sake. That was a fucking funny one. There was another one uh, about this. I mean, you're just telling <laughs> a fucking another podcast stories now. No, but like, there's Same, like eight uh, an episode. Yeah, maybe just, like just leave it at the one. God, instead of you reciting a one fucking more was funny. another there was fucking one more. podcast. There was this guy, I think I said, in school. They were in like year eight or nine, and this guy had a girlfriend Obviously, he was one of the first sexually active people in the grade, and he got swamped with questions on the playground. Someone asked if it was true that your foreskin uh, expands when you're sexually active or when you become a man, 
thinking it would earn him some brownie points. He, yeah, yeah. And people are like, so how big is yours now? Go, oh, it's big. And claimed he could fit a ball in it. Now, the debate centered around how big this ball Fuck was. Was off. it a ping pong, a tennis ball, a beach ball? So, uh, you know, <laughs> it went around for a while. They called him, I think it was Skinball or something. That was his nickname for a while. <laughs> that was pretty funny, too. Gossip mongers, though, it's fucking hilarious. I, I do enjoy that. What's another podcast? I don't know, what else? Are we watching any shows at the moment? Nah, I've been I've been off my shows. Yeah, I haven't seen anything. That's right. Either. I've been well into my podcast. <laughs> I like that oh, audio. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't have to fucking watch it too. Like I can do you other do things. Do shit. Yeah. 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 I find I can't really listen to them unless I'm like driving or not doing anything. Like, because I have ADD. <laughs> I can't do two things. At That's once. it. All right. Shall we wrap it up? Our first episode for the Patreon. Yeah, but probably not the best fucking one that if you had to, you'd be probably pretty gutted no, if you're listening I'm to post this. this one for the listeners so they can get a taste of what our, our Patreon group feels like. No, no, see, I think if you post this for the listeners, they'll be like, oh, fuck, definitely not getting the Patreon now. <laughs> I feel like we no, have, the we have, we have to lock this one up behind a paywall just so the, the normal audience don't get it. Ah, that was, was a good episode. Pythagoras shit was awesome. That was yeah, that wasn't too All bad. Right, post it, sorted. No, Abra. Oh, what the name? Abra. <laughs> Is this our biggest episode? Oh, it might be our best too. Abra. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.